Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Hey, welcome to the Politics by Faith podcast. I want to play for you a segment we did on the TV show, on the first TV, about the media, because it's all collapsing uh, and good in a lot of ways, uh, right? We got Tucker getting fired. That's bad, although this may stimulate some good things to come to. But anyway, Don Lemon, BuzzFeed News won a bunch of Pulitzer Prizes. They're gone. Vice News was valued at $5 billion recently. They're gone. Uh, I mean, it's just like, what's happening? CNN, like who even knows what's happening over there? Like literally no one because no one's watching. So what's going on with our media right now? So we got to talk about that, figure out how we got to this point. And by the way, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, There's been partisan media forever. So how we got here, where, what's happening now, and then where we're going, right? So that's what we analyze in our our special today. Coming up in this segment, we talk about uh, more the where we're going. The, the, the idea of news funtertainment and what happens if we're not intentional with our news consumption. Then we did an interview with the great Stephen Krakauer, who's fantastic. There's no one better about getting a, a proper lay of the land of the media world. And then also, again, what, what, what he thinks is next and who the winners will be. Really important special here because th- what the media looks like changes how we think. And when it changes how we think, it changes how we act, and then of course how we act, how we vote, and how our country goes. So this is extremely important. I'm grateful you're here. Hey, Slider Crusaders, welcome back to our special collapse of the mainstream media. This is a clip from Tucker on the Full Send podcast. They're not here to inform you, really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants, they're their Praetorian guard, and we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. Mm. Wow. He said he had this revelation. He said he uh, can't believe he supported the Iraq war. And he had that revelation that he was in fact a part of that control apparatus of the elites and, and, and how they are not there to inform. The legacy media is not here to inform you. Know that. At best, it's to entertain. That's what we talked about in the very first segment of this show. At best, it's to entertain. 
they also do much worse things than that. But <laughs> at their very best, they're, they're just entertainment. I was talking to a, a very high-level producer at one of the big news shows. Uh, it's a couple years. Oh, by the way, if you're listening on the podcast, Politics by Faith, I did an air quote. You can't see it. Maybe you could hear it. In college, we had the school newspaper. And then there was a comedy magazine. And they always referred to the school newspaper as the YDN, in quotes. And I asked someone, I was like, why do they keep putting the N in quotes? And it was because, like, news. <laughs> Just the news. I got news. So anyway, I was talking to this, uh, this high-level producer of the news. And he said their bread and butter, the purpose of their show, is to highlight hypocrisy of the Democrats. It's like one of the top shows. But our job is to highlight hypocrisy. And I'm like, okay. I guess. That's something. Fills time. But that doesn't do anything. Like, that doesn't make me a better person. <laughs> that doesn't like, even move the political needle. Like, I get it, right? Like, we're hypocrites. Because Republicans are hypocrites too, by the way. I'm a hypocrite. I have inconsistent views on things. My goal is to make them consistent. But I don't get to that place of being a more consistent person by calling out the Democrats for being hypocrites. I'd much rather spend our time searching for truth and then and calling myself out, like Tucker has done himself. Like Tucker and his support for the, the Iraq war. Instead of calling the Democrats hypocrites, I'd rather spend my time finding the truth and making sure I'm not a hypocrite. Anyway, the point is, the media is not here to inform. There, like, if you want to just like, the, the best example of this is America's morning news shows. I saw some ad the other day, I forget where I saw it, and it was, it was the, this big ad and it said, Morning News Live. And it was, it was uh, on NBC, Morning News Live on NBC. And it was, the t it was an ad for the Today Show and it was, it was Al Roker, the, the weather guy. <laughs> And you're like, huh? <laughs> this is like our new show? When was the last, like, did you watch, have you ever seen the Today Show recently? I grew up watching the Today Show. It was on the background every morning in my house growing up before school. The Today Show is, it's of lower status than People Magazine. Like, People Magazine is the economist compared to the Today Show. There's a line from the, the sitcom 30 Rock where Kenneth says, <laughs> he says, the Today Show was originally designed to entertain prison inmates whose IQs were too low for them to be executed. <laughs> and then Jack calls it news funtertainment. And that's almost all the news in legacy media today. It's just news funtertainment. So I encourage you to stop watching it just for your own good. Life is too short to waste your time. So what should you watch? You should watch this show and this show only. No, no, you decide, you decide. You decide what inputs in your life are good for your soul. What can you consume? Because you have more options now than ever before. What can you consume that is helping me be a better person? I want to be, this is me personally, I want to be more informed. So I want to know what the facts are. I want to increase my perspective. So I want to know how other people view an issue. Because that, if nothing else, it gives me more empathy for them. But then it also helps me understand my perspective more. So like, I think this, but what's the alternative? Okay, here's what these people think. And then here's what these people think. Okay, well that's wrong. So I can like triangulate Oh, okay. Now, now I get it. Now I see what, like, the alternative. I want to know how we got here. I want to know what the stakes are <laughs> in this issue, like, and, and where we could end up if we keep going in this direction. Because, like, this isn't good. So if we keep going in this direction, we'll end up over here. I don't like over here. I'd rather be over here. So we need to change our direction. So, like, those are just the things I'm curious about. 
So is what I'm consuming doing those things for me? Most things don't, so I don't watch it, like the Today Show. I hope we do some of those things here. I hope you get some of that here. I think the big thing though, people are yearning for things that are eternal. I think that's what people want. There's a lot of emptiness in our culture, in our news, and I think people want something real. Hopefully you pick up a few things here and there that are that on this show that are life-affirming. We try to deal with big principles and ancient paths and eternal truths. If the media's job is to entertain, to keep you watching to sell more advertisements, that's fundertainment. Fundertainment uh, to keep you there mixed with pure propaganda when necessary. And most people are just watching because it's habit. And people still trust the news, what? Or it's funny, if they don't trust the news, they trust their news. Sort of like how no one likes Congress, but everyone votes for their congressman. It's weird how that works, isn't it? This is a nice video of how we got here. And once I first saw this video a couple years ago, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm not, I don't wanna be this stick figure. I don't want, I don't wanna be one of these stick figures in the mob here. Uh, I wanna be better than that, here's. Person, people. Person realizes people need. Hey people, what do you, what do you want? Um, some news? Yeah, some news. We want news, some news please. Person gives people news. The world is round. Ooh. It's going to rain tomorrow. Wow. Less people are dying because technology is improving. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Bad things happen here and then, but oh my god. We have police to catch the bad guys, so it's okay. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. The next day. Um, the news is still pretty much the same as yesterday. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. A few days later. Uh, yeah, the news is still the same. Ah, <sighs> this is getting boring now. Yeah, this is getting boring. A few more days later. Anything interesting happen or? Nah. Oh, oh. I don't like the news anymore. <laughs> A wild news competitor appears. Everybody, I have more news. <gasps> Yay! 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 Hurrah! Hooray! A man died yesterday. Oh, oh, that's so sad. Hey, you're stealing my audience by only telling them worst-case scenario stories which take advantage of a human cognitive bias. That means we naturally pay more attention to negative events. Screw you, pal. The competition for attention begins. Hey, some random celebrities that you don't care about are getting divorced. Oh, oh no, 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 Hey, everyone, the sun gives you cancer. <gasps> Gives you cancer. <laughs> Terrorists! They're coming to get you. There's a virus spreading around the world. Nobody can do anything to stop it, and you're all going to die. So I don't want to be that. I don't want to be one of those screaming stick figures here. So where are we going? Let's wrap up here. Where are we going? Uh, 1984, George Orwell says that we are going to a place where the media is full-on government propaganda to control you and manipulate you for the government's globalist agenda. I don't think that's where we're going, although there's elements of that. I believe uh, I agree more with Audius Huxley's Brave New World 
that says the end goal is to make you so stupid that you don't even care where we're going because all you care about are cat videos and TikToks. This is the vision of the movie Idiocracy. So if you haven't seen it before, this guy, he comes alive, I think it's 500 years in the future, and he's now the smartest person in the world because everyone has become so incredibly stupid. And the number one show on TV is Ow My Balls. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It all new Albert. Are we that far away, really? Truly, are we that far away? Here's the, the, the president's cabinet. <laughs> the Secretary of Defense. Huh? And uh, fun bags over there is the Attorney General. And that's the Secretary of Education. It's kind of stupid. Police President Camacho's stepbrother still does a pretty good job. <laughs> okay. I tend to think that's where we're headed if we keep going down this road. It's like the movie WALL-E, right? Where everyone's just carried around watching their screen in front of their face, drinking their sodas, and if they fall out of their cart, they gotta be picked up and plopped back in. That's where we're headed right now. If we mindlessly carry on with our news fundertainment, that's who, we'll, we will, that's who we will become. So what does the Bible say to do with all this, right? That's the point of our podcast is politics by faith. It's taking what's going on, look at the anxiety that is causing us and then break it down and then look at it through a biblical lens. So what does the Bible tell us to do? With a very important question here, should Christians watch the news and should Christians engage in politics? Because it's so easy to be like, well, yeah, you're right, Slater, this is uh, not eternal and uh, it's of the world and I'm out. Mm. I believe God established the church and the government to restrain evil. We should be working to transform hearts and to restrain evil wherever we can. How did we end slavery? How did we end the evil of slavery? On what moral foundation? 
And we did it through some political means as well. Well, don't get involved with politics, abolitionists. Christian influence of changing culture has outlawed, and not just outlawed, but made unfathomable uh, infanticide, gladiatorial fights, human sacrifice, uh, pedophilia, which is coming back, by the way, uh, property rights, banning polygamy. Uh, in India, they used to burn widows alive at the stake, right? So these are political things that Christians got engaged in. So I think there are things that can make an eternal difference. And if watching the news helps you find moral clarity and conviction about important issues, then I think we should watch it and then pray and then do things to make a difference. The very first sponsor of this podcast, and I will never forget it, is the app called Public Square. And they are thriving, they're going public. I mean, like, I remember I, I was at their launch a couple years ago and I was like, oh, uh, Michael, you're gonna like, this thing's gonna be awesome, I hope it is. And it is just thriving and it's nationwide, it started where I live in San Diego. And they're doing incredible. So here's what they do. They connect people, like you and me, with business owners who have shared values, who have the same values. And the five values are on their website, publicsq.com, and you can read what those values are. No one is featured on this app who does not share these values. So we are creating a parallel marketplace of people who are not insane. And if you go to their Instagram, it'll give you like a side-by-side. -side. So say like, ditch Olay, who's you know sponsoring transgender people, whatever, and buy Bear. Okay, so Bear had to pass through the screening to make sure they're uh, good people. Uh, ditch Degree Deodorant and buy Breathe Naturals. Ditch MAC Makeup and buy Tailor Made. This is all these different products that, oh, well, here's the alternative. So no more Pack Sun, buy Trunkers. Listen, we know all about these whack, uh, whack, well, I, was, well, I meant to say woke, but whack works too, woke companies. And I'm just sick of giving them my money. Stop giving them money and they'll stop being woke. But in the meantime, let's support the people who we're on the same team with. Public Square, it's the app, totally free, and you go to publicsq.com. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. The people in charge know this, that's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. They've given up persuasion, they're resorting to force. But it won't work. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe true things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. Mm, that's great. Uh, Steve Krakauer is here. He's the editor of the wonderful, and I mean this, you must sign up for his Fourth Watch newsletter. You can go to fourthwatch.media to sign up for it, and his book is Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power, Abandoned Its Principles, and Lost the people. Please go read that book. No one has a better lay of the land of the media than Steve Krakauer. Steve, how you doing, brother? Hey, Mike. Thanks so much for uh, having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. So we, we talked in the last segment about how we got here. So I want to talk to you about where we are 
and where you think we're going now when it comes to media in our country? It's a big question, but what do you see? Yeah. I, I think that the the firing of Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon, the closing, completely shuttering of BuzzFeed News, the bankruptcy of Vice News, and and I, I I've got some some sources that say this is just the beginning of, of where we're going with with this period in time. I think this is a massively pivotal moment in in the media landscape right now. Um, we've seen kind of the the post Trump, post COVID era of the media has kind of come and gone and now we're awaiting what comes next ahead of 2024 and i think that there is massive shifts in in where we're going to go because these media outlets that that sure they had great business models and they're still making large amounts of money they see the writing on the wall they see the audience declining and and going elsewhere there's so much choice there's so much independent media out there out there right now for for people and and so they're really starting to feel this crunch and i think that what we're seeing right now is the the they're prepping for what's to come right in this moment these next couple of months are going to be massively pivotal and uh, and this is just the beginning. So so I do think that we're going to see massive shifts. There's more still to come, and I think that the real winners and losers are going to shake out in the next six months or so. Oh, great question. I want to ask you about the winners in a second, but before that, so big tech has laid off a lot of people, and they would say, oh well, we just grew a lot, and now we're just cutting down to maybe a more sensible level. Is, do you think that's what the media is doing, or is it more tectonic and fundamental of a change than just oh we're laying off 10% of our workforce? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. There, there's certainly the idea that, look, Donald Trump was good for business. He'll he'll be back uh, and he'll be good for business again. Uh, but I, I don't think at the same level that they once were. And I think that they realize that it's not sustainable necessarily. But I also do think that there's something fundamental and potentially existential that's going on with a lot of these media outlets also. Just take BuzzFeed News as an example. What is BuzzFeed News? What was BuzzFeed News? Because <laughs> now it's gone. Who the hell knows? I mean, the, the problem there is that they never really were anything. And in fact, if they were anything, they wanted to be like the CBS News and ABC and NBC and, and that and they wanted to emulate a business model that is dying in and of itself. And so in the absence of being something specific, they tried to be everything to everyone and failed miserably at it. So so I do think that that's part of what we're seeing. It, it's it's part of the shift that the, the audience that's simply going elsewhere, they're no longer sitting down and turning on their TV in the same way that they once did, at least fewer and fewer people are. And so in the absence of that, how do you adjust to this new normal? A lot of these outlets never really gave that much thought. Yeah. So what, who are the winners mm -hmm. moving forward? What, what does it take to win now? I, I think that you need to be smaller, nimble, and, and really aware of what you are. Uh, I, 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 I've been, I've been very curious to see Chris Cuomo's podcast. I think it's a really great example. <clears throat> I would not suggest everyone go out and listen to Chris Cuomo's podcast, but it's a great example because it's someone who has no idea who he is. Chris Cuomo was uh, a big star at ABC and then a big star at CNN. And now he's tried to, to build this, this Chris Cuomo project around himself. And it's just such a great case study because he has no idea who he is. And it's very obvious. And there's a reason why it's being, it's not, no one's really going and, and tuning in and watching on YouTube or on the podcast. So it's going to take people understanding who they are. Now, uh, that's that, so that I think it's going to see winners that are in the podcast space and in the in the YouTube space, certain rumble outlets. I, I think that there will be a shakeout of independent media and, and we're going to see that on a big scale. And then I also think that there are people that were kind of the first movers outlets like The New York Times, which might 
have lots of perceptions about the New York Times. I think they do some terrible work and they do some great work every day. A lot of times that great work is is uh, is is overrun by the by the negative work. But what they they saw what was happening. And there's only going to be a few winners from the traditional legacy media. I think places like the New York Times are going to do that because they were thinking about this four or five years ago. And a lot of these outlets never really gave that much thought. Hmm. What are they doing? I, I see some of their good work, too. But how have they shifted? How did they get in front of a shift? What have they done? They, they're winning on the podcast side. They have the top podcast in the game uh, with The Daily. They're winning on the newsletter side. They, they were very early in building that audience and trying to think, they, they understand games, Wordle. I mean, they, they know yeah. that people think of the New York Times in a lot of different ways and it's not by picking up the, the newspaper anymore. And it's not even by people necessarily writing nytimes.com into their browser. They're really thinking yeah. about the fact that they need to be very specific things to a lot of people, but but know who they are and, and, and really build on that beyond just trying to be the resistance to Trump like so many, like the Washington Post, failed at. I got an interesting question for you, Steve. So I, listen, I obviously like this more fractured media. Here right. I am, here we are on the first TV, right? So, like, I think it's good. And if you want this, you go here. And if you want this, you go here. And not just to get everything filtered through uh, three uh, nightly news outlets. Right? That, that, I think there's, there's a ton of good to that, obviously. And you, like, as you said, like this person knows who he is and I want more of that in my life. Right. That's a good thing. What is a downside though? And I'm thinking about this in terms of, um, there, we don't have anything in our pop culture, I believe that unites us as a country. And the only thing I can think of is the Super Bowl. It's like the only thing that we all watch together at the same time anymore. And there's something really important about that pop culture unity that I don't know if exists. Like there's something, it may seem silly, but like, no, Seinfeld's on Thursdays at eight o'clock and we all watch it Thursday at eight o'clock. We just don't do that anymore. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what we lose with a fractured media. As good as it is, and as much as we all benefit, what are some things we lose too? I agree with you. I, I think that that there is that for it to be functioning properly for our our media, for our journalism uh, landscape to be functioning properly, we need both. We need strong independent media that is completely disassociated from the corporate power structures that are so cozy with Washington D.C. and New York City elite. We need that, but we also need strong institutions because those institutions have massive resources. They have strong legal departments, and I mean just some. From a practical yes. standpoint, they can go up against the big guys. Now, a lot of times they choose not to. A lot of times they go cozy and, and they, they don't actually do what they should be doing. But if in a properly functioning environment, we need both. And, and I also agree with you. I think that we don't have the cultural touch points that unite us as a country. So I would actually say, though, in the absence of that, we need to find IRL, real life things that can do that in our own communities, yeah. because we're not going to get that on a national scale. I don't think anymore when it comes to what is popular in culture. There's so much disassociation now, so many different outlets, so many different shows and, and content places to find things. We've got to go find real things to unite us rather than than the culture. Yeah, great point. And I love, I love not to talk all about Tucker, but he had a great line at his heritage speech talking about how he only trusts things that he can smell. <laughs> uh, and I just really like that that concept. Yeah. Um, you have a great chapter in your book called Laziness and Incompetence versus Conspiracy. So I keep going back and forth with the media because I, uh, you know, it's, it's all about like churn, 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 churn. I was at some, uh, uh, I forget it was a, a debate or whatever. And there was like someone from some major news outlet and she had to churn out like six 
articles a day or something like ridiculous like that. So there's just no quality there. But then you also have this other side that's like, no, these people have a fundamentally different worldview than I do, and they're out to get us. So which is it in big media world? Is it just incompetence and laziness or conspiracy? It, that's that's what makes this so hard is that it's really both. It depends on the story. Um, you know, it, th we have to acknowledge that there is certainly some conspiracy there. You know, I start uncovered talking about the Hunter Biden laptop story in October 2020. That was perhaps the most egregious example of the censorship collusion racket that we see among the elite industries, tech platforms, the government entities and intel agencies and the corporate media themselves colluding to ensure that you didn't see the story or at least believe the truth about that story. To this day, so many people still think that was a Russian disinformation effort. It's absolutely true that that was conspiracy. But a lot of times that doesn't explain what happens on a day-to-day -day basis where stories, uh, the media outlets get things wrong or they choose not to cover things a certain way because there is a laziness to it. And to be honest, there's also a fear to it. So many journalists, I, I interview in Uncovered, uh, the, the founder of The Wrap, and she has said that some of her reporters, she has seen them cover a story in a different way or not cover a story at all because they were afraid of what the reaction on Twitter might be. Now, that's not a big conspiracy. That's just living your day-to-day -day life in a way that I, I have a job to do. This is my job. I'm a journalist, but I'm afraid of getting backlash from 50 people yelling at me on Twitter. So we have yeah. to acknowledge that it's both and both are pervasive and both are big problems. I'm fascinated by what CNN is trying to do and trying to get back into what news or get back in the middle, whatever that is. Do you see what they're doing working? Well, I, I see it. I see that. I think the heart is in the right place. Let's start there. Don Lemon is fired last week. And next week, Donald Trump is back on the air in a town hall there with Caitlin Collins for the first time on CNN being interviewed in seven years. So I think that there's a direct correlation wow. between those, right? I, I think that, though, it's going to take massive restructuring to undo the damage that was done reputationally to that network, which was seen as boring old CNN. When I worked there, 2012, 2013, no one was wearing CNN hats and, and rooting for CNN. There weren't a lot of, I love CNN. But they respected it and they turned to it when the news happened because it was just the news, boring old CNN, yes. the news. They need to get back to that. Maybe that doesn't bring in massive ratings, but it does bring back a brand, you know, something good for the brand that 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 is needed, I think, in the environment. We need a, a place to go that you trust, that the majority of people trust, and they completely obliterated that in the old era. So I think that there's a long way to go, but I do think that that's the right direction that they should be going. Yeah, hard to build trust. Goodness me, very, very hard. Uh, it could take a whole generation to build trust. But this whole like idea of like the middle, do people even want that? Right? I do, we're so tribal and we so want to go to our team. Is there even an appetite for something else? I, I think the middle is maybe the wrong way that I would I would look right. at it. I, I, I think of someone like a Glenn Greenwald as someone who is, this is a guy who supported Bernie Sanders. And only in 2014 and 2015, as he was reporting out the Snowden documents, was the darling of the corporate media, if you will. I mean, he was winning Pulitzer Prizes. He was a regular on MSNBC. And then something fundamentally shifted and Glenn Greenwald didn't change. He didn't suddenly become a conservative or suddenly become some moderate in the middle. He was always the same, but what he represented and, and how he cut against the elite 
that became of more interest to a lot of different people that cut across boundaries. Maybe you're in the middle, maybe you're apolitical, maybe you're independent, but but now you trust him because he's someone who has principles that are very obvious. So I don't think the middle is what people should be striving for. I think being their true self, putting putting trust and truth as, as what matters more than anything else and having a respect yes. for the audience because that is something that is very obvious that a lot of people in the corporate media suddenly didn't even respect their audience enough to show them various points of view. That is very obvious too. Yes, that's Thomas Sowell's vision of the anointed. We are merely the benighted, the, the pitiful uh, uh, and contemptible ignorant masses uh, and, and that they look down upon. And if that can stop, then uh, they can maybe go some places. The great Steve Krakauer, sign up for his newsletter, fourthwatch.media, and his book is Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power, Abandoned Its Principles, and Lost the People. Steve, keep up the great work. Hey, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Coming up next, we'll talk about, uh, well, should Christians watch the news? Should Christians be engaged in this game that is the news? And we'll talk about news fundertainment. It's a made-up word. We'll explain it next. Mike Slater, spread the word. This podcast is brought to you by Patriot Gold Group. Jack and all the guys at Patriot Gold Group are fantastic. Do we need to talk about why you should buy gold? Like, 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 like any economic story out there? It's like, do you trust? You trust Janet Yellen? You trust Congress? You trust the debt ceiling? You trust Citigroup? <laughs> do you trust JP Morgan? Do you trust your bank? These banks are failing. We've got runs on banks. Banks are going under. And we're like, oh, it's fine. Joe Biden is, oh, everything's safe and sound. It's just safe and sound. It doesn't sound safe and sound. So I don't think we need to talk about the need for buy gold, but you can do your research there. I, but the question is who? Who do you buy your gold from? I can't tell you how wonderful and easy it was to buy gold from Patriot Gold Group. First, they have a no fee for life IRA. So your IRA 401k can be turned into physical gold and silver. Uh, and you can see if you qualify for a no fee for life IRA uh, uh, free rollover. Right? So give them a call, find out about that. But you can also own physical gold. And just like FedEx delivers you gold and it's just in your hand now. You're like, well, this is like seems illegal. And it was illegal, actually. FDR made it illegal to own gold. Uh, but you can for now, so get it. 888-617-6122. 888-617-6122. Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, six years in a row, 888-617-6122, patriotgoldgroup.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.